Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play using the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective copyrights, trademarks, and related material. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for their hard work creating such wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. Hi, my name is Richie. I'm playing a character named Eobard Thawne, who is a lawful evil warlock. Uh, hi, I'm Zach. Uh, my character's name is Calic Wave. He is a water genesee. I am Grayson, and I am playing Aspen Tamble. He is a forest gnome. Isa Jotun and Stein Jotun are threatening the towns of Ten. The letter was read, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to, it was requesting people come up there to meet with this chief to find out more information and to maybe also help stop the attack. And we just all volunteered to go back with this guy. Who in the letter is identified as Jador, giant killer. You can die in this first chapter. Heroes not included. The third day comes and it's uh, incredibly foggy. Fog has totally engulfed the ship. When, after about an hour or so of breakfast and kind of looking out at the fog, and kind of being like, oh, this is quite miserable, it's cold, can't really see anything, until you start to notice something in the distance. Aspen and Calic, because you would most likely spot this. Give me a perception rolls. Elbard, you're in the cabin. You're just enjoying it. Pick up that book. Yeah. Taking a peek at the book. Natural 20. Natural 20. I got a 16. Looming out of the fog, a massive ship approaches from the starboard side. Its mast is nearly 200 feet tall, and it looks to be over 100 feet wide. And you count... 75-foot-long oars protruding from its enormous sides. As it comes closer, you can see smoke billowing from its aft and several frost giants patrolling the deck. Uh, I hop up, and I immediately run to the captain. Okay. You come running towards the the captain, and the captain says, What is it? Giants. Frost giants. And I point in the direction. And sure enough, you see this, this massive ship. It's massive in every way, and you see smoke billowing from it. They're close enough now that you can make out that they are frost giants on board. Oh, and one of them turns and looks, and then put, brings a horn no. to its mouth and blows. That was a short campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and done. <laughs> you were not supposed to take the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of punishment for us. <laughs> Shame, shame. <laughs> uh, yeah. Blows the horn, and it rings out in this eerie sort of way, and you see it begin to turn a little bit. The captain begins ringing the alarm bell, and you see the quartermaster and all these this, the sailor mates and all these people running every which way, and they're shifting around the sails. You hear all of a sudden all of this commotion. Yeah. I go, I go peek out. What's all this? You kind of peek out. You see everyone kind of running every which way, and you see people running by with cannonballs and all sorts of things going mm-hmm. on. Shouting and directions being given and sails going up and down and being turned around. And You notice that uh, Aspen and Calic are, are 
out on deck and they're kind of looking off the starboard side. They look both scared and impressed. Mm. I remember and look at them okay. and follow their gaze. Yeah, it's really easy to see what it is. It's just this ginormous ship. And you see these gigantic humans that make this Jador person that you've met look small. They brought a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you guys do? Uh, I run down to the bunk okay. uh, to Jador okay. and inform him of our giant visitors. Okay, he's just kind of... And you come in, what do you say? I go, Jador. Uh-huh. Frost giants. Large boat coming now. Giant? Giants. Oh. And you see he kind of, like, moves around and he gets up and he puts his foot in something over here and he, you know, puts his hand through the wall on this side and he kind of gets himself up a little bit. He obviously doesn't have sea legs. <laughs> he kind of squeezes through the door and he kind of comes out and he looks. Mmm. Mog. Mog. Okay. So he's down there and he's just kind of looking. It looks like he is thinking hard. So you hear the captain yelling something, tough to make out. But you notice the Talon picks up speed quite rapidly and is turning away. And as, as you turn, as the ship turns and begins to almost make a beeline for what you know to be the coast of this way, mm-hmm. you come alongside of it and uh, you see that it is armed with five ginormous... Ballistas, but you only uh, are able to count six frost giants. Hmm. Wow, that's reasonable. Shevnik is out on deck, being the seagoing individual that he is. He's uh, dressed in his plate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sink like a stone, <laughs> like a metal stone. And you hear the giants yelling, and you see recognition on Jador's face. And he he, kind of, he turns and, and you know he he looks at you and he says, "Fast, go fast!" <laughs> yes, I yell, "Fast, go fast!" <laughs> <laughs> and you, you kind of see him. We're kind of looking at you like that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're cooking. Let's see that big ship do twenty-five knots. <laughs> yeah, so you hear shouting going on, and as you kind of run to the other side to kind of see it. You notice that it's beginning to turn. And then if uh, anyone wants to make intelligence checks, see if we can figure out what has to happen here. I got a 15. A 15? Mm-hmm. I got a 20. Wow. Oh, inspiration. Just six. <laughs> you two realize that that ship, because of how big that ship is, it is going to take it a good deal of time to get turned around. Mm-hmm. You stand a chance. And sure enough, as you watch, it does take it a good deal of time. Matter of fact, as it's just starting to get turned in your direction, it disappears into the fog. Mm-hmm. And you overhear the captain say, your only chance is to outrun them. There's no way we have the ability to repel a great ship filled with frost on. And so, to do that, she's been ordering people to do a whole variety of different jobs. Each of you have to uh, help with adjusting the sails. The wind out here is shifting constantly, and so the sails are going to need to be constantly adjusted to keep them pointing in the optimal direction to get as much wind in them as possible, to keep them as full as possible. So I need for each of you to give me 
a strength check. Mm. And oh, uh, if you would like, you can do athletics, but I do need a strength check. That is a poor choice, putting me on a strength check. That's all hands on deck. Nope. That's a three. Five. Fourteen. Three, five, and fourteen. All right, so Calic, obviously, you've never been in this situation, but you have a sense of how these boats work. <coughs> you've yeah. probably adjusted a sail before. <laughs> so you have some sense of what's going on here, and you know a good way to kind of grab a hold of the rope and how to stand and how to pull and right. that sort of thing. So you're successful. You guys can't get your ropes to move. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're just you're like you are dangling from it. Yeah, <laughs> we're helping. <laughs> you're just dangling in the wind, and it's flapping back and forth. I can't help that I'm wee, okay? <laughs> and Lucas and a couple of the other riggers come over and like grab the end of the rope. Uh, you hear the, the captain yell, "Faster! We have to go faster!" And the sailing master replies, "I'm doing the best I can." And everyone is in- incredibly tense. You see someone scramble all the way up the mast. And you see they have the eyeglass, and they're looking with the eyeglass. But because of the fog, it's tough to see anything. Until you hear this horn again. It sounds close. You hear this cracking sound, and a sudden whizzing. There's a gigantic splash to the port side of the ship. And those of you, probably all three of you maybe, Look to the side of the ship, see this gigantic harpoon that's on the end of this huge chain getting pulled through the water back behind the boat. You're hanging on. You're trying to do what you can. You can feel them barreling down on top of you, and it's time to make another strength check. I got a five. Uh, 16. Ooh, 14. 14. In the back of my mind, too, I'm thinking, they're probably going to shoot again. So you're going to listen for it. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Uh, you once again run into some difficulties, and the riggers have to help you tie it down. After watching how other people did it, and watching how the person who helped you did it, mm-hmm. you kind of figured it out. And uh, what's your passive perception? Eleven, right? Eleven. You hear the horn. Everyone hears the horn blast again. And you hear another sound. In this case, you hear a boom. So the second I hear that, I turn and look to see if I see what I think I see coming. Okay. Yeah, you see this harpoon. Yeah. And it lands, again, just short of the boat. Slash! Water splashes up over onto the deck, drenching Aobard and the rest of you. Okay, so far it seems you're able to stay just out of the reach of any of the ballistas. Mm -hmm. People are working frantically to try and find as much speed as possible. So they're continuing to change slightly the orientation of the sails to make sure that they are getting the most amount of wind into them as possible. The water has become rough, and the fog is beginning to clear, and you eventually make your way out of of this massive fog bank. And you notice that uh, the sky above is gray, there's a few drops beginning to fall. And from behind, you can now see this massive ship trying to barrel down on top of you. And it looks to be uh, about a football pitch and a half away. And you can tell that the smoke rising from the back of it is black. You suspect that uh, it has probably been in a fight already, which might be giving you guys an edge. And again, the uh, sailing master notices that the wind has shifted slightly, and he calls out again for the sails to be shifted. And I need a strength check. Again, jeez. 
Oh. We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what did everyone get? Nat one. <laughs> okay. I rolled a five again. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Alright. I don't like this mat. I think it's messing me up. <laughs> <laughs> Just get all the bad rolls out. Because this mat is is designed for Star Wars. This is for space galaxy. travel. <laughs> space travel, not for ocean. <laughs> not for ocean liner, okay. Uh, uh, Aobard, you give yourself a, a rope burn. <coughs> yeah. You pull the rope really tight, and then it slips out of your hands, and it gives yourself a rope burn on your palms. Oh, my soft, soft hands. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any... I mean, this is the hardest day work in your life. <laughs> so, you once again find yourself flapping from the end of a rope. But the riggers, uh, who had tied you down twice previously, have just decided to just go about their business, just treat you as a part of the rope. Uh, this time you hear another twang. Doom! <laughs> You hear Shevnik yell, Incoming! And uh, you hear this. And again, this huge spray of water comes up. Uh, the spray of water knocks a couple of the crew members overboard. And now you all are soaking wet. Well, Calic, you, you're. This is great. You know, feels fine to you. <laughs> slight breeze, maybe someone blowing in your hair. It's a little colder. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you keep forgetting that you have hair too. It's just so weird. Um, it's just kind of in the back. That's what it looks like. He's pretty much bald. Okay, so he, he looks Shaolin. like Poseidon. If Poseidon was at a Grateful Dead concert. Yeah, totally. Grateful Deadish concert goer, late fifties yep. hair. So uh, a couple crew members get washed overboard, and uh, several more orders are spread down the chain for people to tie this off and do this and then the other thing. And you see, no one is making any attempt whatsoever to save uh, the crew members. All energy right now is being focused on continuing to move as fast as possible. You hear the giant horn go again, and this time another ballista fires, and another splash to the port side this time. It seems that they've gained some ground on you. That round of rolls? I guess so. The captain is keeping the talon square in front of the larger craft, making it tough for either one of the ballistas mm. to get a firing solution. On it. Sometimes it helps to be small. Just <clears throat> not when you're tying ropes. <laughs> the water has become so choppy and you are moving so fast that as you go over each swell, you hear this thud as the boat literally falls out from underneath you by about a foot each time. Uh, the crew seem unfazed by this, but I need the three of you to make a uh, dexterity check. Calic, you oh, get that's advantage. Cracked. That's cracked. That's yeah. a reroll, right? That's a reroll, man. And you get advantage anyway, Calic, because uh, you've been on boats before. Is this a saving throw? No. Cracked it again. This is so not we'll a saving it. throw. Is this... This is a... Can you stay on your feet? So if you would like to use acrobatics, that's fine. Mm, it's the same. Ooh, that's fine. I got a 21. 21. 21, 21. 19, 16. 19. 16, all right. <laughs> You're able to stay on your feet, but it, it really is quite jarring. Mm -hmm. In the case of Eobard, this is the most excitement you've had probably yeah. ever. I mean, there's giants, they're firing at you. Why isn't anybody fixing this? <laughs> and now uh, it's time for everybody to give me another strength check. Fourteen. Eighteen. Nineteen. 
It's incredibly difficult, but you both are able to secure the rope. And the other two riggers are a little surprised. <laughs> but you've figured out that if, when the boat comes down off of a swell, that if you jump just before that and then come down with the boat, that the force will pull the rope down towards where it needs to be tied off on. In your case, my hands hurt. <laughs> your hands are bleeding. Ooh. It was all you could do to hang on to the rope. But it's thankfully, a slippery you had some, substance all over it. But thankfully, uh, you did have a little assistance, and you were able to get your rope tied off. And then you hear uh, something explode, and you see bits of wood come flying by you. You immediately look behind you, and it's tough to see over the aft castle. But Shevnik yells back, "It's exploded!" You guys survived. No thanks to my dice. <laughs> Soaking wet, tired, bleeding. It takes a couple hours for things to begin to settle down. For another hour after you lose sight of the giants, Captain Corson continues to keep the talent at full tilt. Finally, things settle down, and the crew begins to assess the damage and begin to look over what needs to be taken care of, attend to wounded crew members. They bandage up your hands. Thank you. It's going to be incredibly difficult to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, some lucky. It's going to be a serious inconvenience mm-hmm. all the way around. <laughs> this is really hurting my Yelp review, or my fantasy Yelp review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and things get put right just about as the sun sets. This time, Captain decides to press on in the middle of the night. The next day, Captain informs you over breakfast that uh, you guys should be pulling into Luskin today. And sure enough, after... Wait. There were a gigantic ship within a days of this town. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, round about what would normally be lunchtime, you begin to see Luskin in the port. And as you approach, you see a thick black cloud of smoke rising from the harbor. It billows out of a great ship, a burning, twisted wreck amidst several smashed longships. Several charred frost giant corpses float face down in the frigid water around the ship, and the great ship's deck itself is strewn with burned corpses. The harbor looks to have barely survived a recent attack. Beyond, the town looks bleak and sinister. Mm. The talon slows way down, and the captain calls for oars to just kind of slowly pick their way through the debris. And you see a whole variety of longships that have been smashed you see a couple other ships about the size of the Talon. Look like they were recently on fire. And the great ship looks to be similar in size and shape to the one that you encountered. Because of all of the debris, it takes a, uh, about 30 minutes to maneuver to the dock. Very, very happy to be getting off the ship. Jador is off the ship fast as soon as the plane comes down. <laughs> With Valum not far behind him. By the time you make your way uh, to the plank, you see Valum there with the pack loaded, and uh, you see Shevnik standing down there. Kalik and Aspen, you join them. And as soon as you guys make it to the end of the plank onto the dock, Jaw Doris just starts off walking. Oh, yeah. So uh, he knows where he's going. That's why I fall in a step behind him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to roll to see what you know of Luskin? We already found out what um, Eobard knows. We'll mm-hmm. see what you guys might know. I got a net one. I have never been here. <laughs> I'm not even quite sure where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight. <clears throat> eight. Okay. 
Uh, you know it's referred to as the City of Sales. It's a dirty dive of a town with filthy streets and squat buildings, ramshackle docks, creaky old long ships. Uh, you also know that there are five high captains that rule over the city, and you know that the Arcane Brotherhood have their headquarters here. It's so weird. They're, they hang out with the pirates, like they're in the same town as the pirates. From the harbor, if you look up, you can see out on this massive outcropping in the middle of the harbor, the host tower of the Arcane, which is the home of the Arcane Brother. It's this massive tower that looks a lot like a hand holding an orb. Mm. But John Dorr walks you through the streets. He's clearly headed out of town. It takes about uh, an hour, but you finally make it through the city walls. And this road runs along the river that feeds into Luskin. You're on the north side of the river. You don't see a lot of commerce along the road as you're walking. Uh, in fact, you really don't see a lot of people coming towards Luskin at all. As you look around, you can see to uh, the north of you, you see that the grassland gives way to grassy hills, which then gives way to rocky outcroppings, foothills. It's clearer as day to see the spine of the world. Just to give you a sense of size, it's like looking at the Himalayans from sea level. Mm-hmm and from only 50, 75 miles away. The tops are long gone. At some point, you just see cloud. Mm-hmm. And Jador continues this relentless pace until finally he stops. And you see he stops and he kind of looks around a little bit. Mm. Come. But you see, uh, he grabs his walking stick and he just starts walking up. Where are you going? He stops and he turns and he goes, Food! And he keeps on going. This is a little, of course. <laughs> no, I'm not going to stop him. Valum kind of gets things set up a little bit. He gets your bedroll rolled out. Shevnik helps with getting the fire going. Are there trees around? Uh, you notice across the river, south of you, you can see what looks like there might be a forest on the horizon. And Jador's disappeared over a hill. Uh, I go down to the river. Okay. You go down to the river. It's it's a you're probably mm, ten minute walk, fifteen minute walk. Kind of go in the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how how deep is it? Pretty deep. Probably at its deepest at this point, probably around four and a half feet, five feet. Okay. I go to where it's about to where my stomach would be. Mm-hmm. And then I just hold my hands out like this, and I close my eyes, and I just wait. I assume you're urinating. <laughs> uh, I wait for any uh, fish huh? to go by, and then anytime they do, I go and then put it in a pouch. <laughs> okay, you're fishing. Awesome. After about thirty minutes, you've caught four fish. I'm pleased. Okay, head back up to camp. You come back up to camp, uh, and you see that a good-sized fire has gotten going. And you see Jador coming up now in, into view. And he's got under his arm a deer. <laughs> he's kind of carrying it like you might. Is its neck just broken in half? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see the, the head's kind of rolling around as he's walking. And uh, he just takes the deer and he kind of just kind of picks it up and just casually drops it down by the fire. And he begins cleaning it. Oh, good. <laughs> And he's carefully setting aside various bits and pieces, and uh, he looks over at the fire and he goes, Mmm, bulb. And uh, you see he starts throwing more wood on this fire. I assume me and the other people who have been tending the fire are just moving our stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's, 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 he's made a, 
a good sized fire. <laughs> but he finally gets uh, the deer clean and he kind of drapes it over the top of these coals that he's dragged away from the fire. He's kind of made a little pit in the ground. About an hour and a half later, he begins passing the meat from the pit around. Eobard, he hands you this chunk of meat with a bone in it. He goes to hand you one and he kind of looks at it. And he takes out this knife and he goes... And he grabs it and he hands that to you. And then he goes and he grabs something else and he hands you some. And he hands some to Shepnik and he hands some to Balam. He sits down and just starts eating. Yeah. Yeah, when in Rome. When in Rome. But it's warm. And you're on solid ground, and it's not rocking. And you can see the mountain range. You can hear some birds, and the stars come out. Finally, it seems that it might be time for bed. Jawdor stands up, and you see he slings back up onto his back, this maul. And he walks away from the camp and faces the road. And Vellum says, My lord, I do believe it might be time for bed. Oh, yes, yes. I imagine that we will have quite a bit of work to do tomorrow. I, I have no idea what to expect for tomorrow. <laughs> all right, so you guys want to go to bed? Yeah, I assume Curl so. up in your uh, bedrolls. I'm assuming you all have bedrolls. Mm-hmm. I, I tell Valen to get out uh, as he's warmed it plenty. Yep, it's warmed up. It's cozy. <laughs> okay. Jador has taken it upon himself to stand watch. You're sound asleep when you hear, Wake! 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 I, wait, I choose to wake. I immediately hop up. Yeah. You hop up, and you see from the other side of the river, headed this way, torches and orcs. It's tough to count how many orcs. There's only a few torches, and it is dark, and there is no moon tonight. But there is a large number of them, and they are running in this direction. Shevnik kind of get up, and he kind of looks around, and he sees these torches from this horde making their way towards you, and they begin to start crossing the river. Time to roll initiative. Race! Twelve. Nine. Uh, eighteen. Eighteen? Look at you. Okay, the first orc. He, uh, Jador is standing there and he's gonna swing at Jador. How, how many orcs are there? Uh, it's tough to make out, but it looks like there's twenty. Did they come from the forest? Yeah, they came running out of the Neverwinter Woods. Okay, he uh, has this great axe, and he swings at Jador. And Jador is standing there, and he just watches the great axe go. The orc next to him does the same, and he misses as well. Swish! All right, Elvard, your turn. These orcs are charging up. In the front is uh, Jador? Yep, right at the front. So the first thing I do... Is the one he, he swung and missed? Two have swung and missed at uh, Jador. Okay. So one of the ones that swung at him, I hold my hand, mm-hmm. and I feel that old blood match. I go as if I'm going to shoot something out, but th- then I stop, and I let something kind of leak out. Okay. And then I hex him. All right. Um, so I hex him, and then, then, then after I, I get done doing that, I push forward and actually fire a bolt out, out of my hand. Okay. All right, and then you hit. And then, so then I, then I shoot, and we'll see if I can hit them with a... Uh, Eldritch Blast. And which one are you, one of the ones that... The same one I hexed. Same one you hexed. Yes, okay. two of them took up a swing, I hexed him, and, I'm, and then I bat blast him. Okay. So, 19 hit? 19, yeah, is easily a hit. Okay, so now I do d10 plus a possible d6 necrotic damage. Okay. Plus... 
four. Oof. 16 points of damage. 16, po 16 points of damage? Hex and blast! How, how do you kill this orc? Oh, he just explodes, but all of a sudden you see some of that miasma floats back into me, right? Yep. It's gory. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I'm so powerful. <laughs> right up until this orc is going to take a swing at you. <laughs> and he has a great axe, and he is going to swing it at you. Oh, my great axe. That could be my entire hit point. Okay, so he hits you and he does 12 points of damage. As a reaction, I'm gonna use a reaction this round. Learning how to play my character. I cast Hellish Rebuke! He will strike. Let's strike a noble. I'm going to point my finger after he hits me. <laughs> yeah, slice. The creature must take a dexterity saving throw. Oh, okay. It rolled 13. Ooh. Does that make it? What's your DC? It is... Should be 8 plus your modifier, I think. It That's what's really nice about 14. Those. 14, all right, mm -hmm. failed. So how much damage? 13 points of damage. Wow, okay. So uh, how did you kill this orc? <laughs> he is just consumed in flames. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Okay, Jador's turn. With a shrug, the maul goes from being hanging off of his back to in his hands, and he is going to... Most likely hit. Yep. Which he does. And he's gonna roll damage. And he literally just smashes the thing's head in. By this point, the orcs have kind of overrun, and an orc is going to attack you. Mm -hmm. uh, misses. Swing and a miss. So, dodge out of the way. You use your martial arts. Dodge out of the way. The one next to it is um, going to swing at you as well. Okay. And uh, connects, which probably was But barely connects. And only does uh, six points of damage. A glancing blow. Zoom. Slices by, and you move with the blade and only take a small slash. Uh, an orc. Gonna attack you, Aspen. I do not like it. Swing its great axe at you. And he connects with a 17. I'm gonna die. Oh, but you are so small and nimble. He just nicks you, and you only take five points of damage. That's still like almost half points. <laughs> and two is so hard. I know. <laughs> it is. It is. Isn't it? Some orcs have gained up on Shevnik. You're going to try and attack him. You're gonna lose one of your dudes. Mm, not Shevnik. The other guys. In movie trope terms, he's so obviously the <laughs> the cannon fodder. He's the Richard. I'm surprised he didn't say. Sir, my wife has just told me that she's married and we're retiring tomorrow on the, on the eve. Are you talking about Valum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sir, I'm so happy. I just made the final payment on my cottage. Life begins for Valum. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's cowering right now under one of the bedrolls. Oh, Valum. Okay, that first orc misses Shevnik. The second orc is going to try and hit Shevnik. And Mrs. Shevnik. Technically, we're lucky Valum made it off the boat. There were people that got swept overboard. Yeah. Yeah, good on him. Yeah, he's, you know, he's <laughs> He was there. safe under that stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and another orc attacks Shevnik. And connects. Hits him. Four. Ah, uh, just a glance. Just a glance off the armor. It's nothing but a bruise. And it takes him for a few points of damage. Well, he's in plate, too, right? 
Shevnik? Uh, yeah, Shevnik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, another orc attacks you, Alambard. Mm-hmm. Because you know this is kind of a, they're just running up one on top of the other, right? So where one falls, another one like shows up, swinging a miss. So that's nice. And he feels this coldness move onto him <laughs> as his fallen friend's inky blackness creeps into him, Ooh. and he feels like oh it'd be a terrible time to make a strength check. Is moving that uh, take an action? That's a good question. Hex is a spell. It's a spell, but um, it, it lasts for an hour. And as I kill people, I can creep it on. I just basically move the hex around. You can use a bonus action yeah. on a subsequent turn of yours to curse oh, okay. a new creature. So you got to wait till your turn to oh, move okay. to different one. Okay. Kind of figured. Like to put those things. <laughs> Aspen, what are you gonna do? Use his action to dash, and then he is going to use his cunning action, his bonus action, to hide. <laughs> okay. How much damage did you take? I took five. Which is what I gained on my level up. <laughs> you took what you gained on your level up. Yes. So I am back down to eight. And yeah. I would like to hide, which okay. is a stealth check. Okay. You got a good stealth. I do. 16 plus 7, that is math. That's 23. Okay. So wow. That is my stealth check. Orcs are going to have a passive percentage. Yeah. <laughs> Not even sure. Close. I don't know what. Can you tell me? Where did that I, gnome go? Did I hid behind? Or where am uh, I? You. A shrubbery. Shrubbery. <laughs> You're you, inside a dead. Um, you deer. actually jumped behind the remaining of the carcass of the deer. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably nibbling. You thought those things smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark, please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another orc. Swings at you, Kalik. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits you. I attack. Um, yeah, you take uh, 12 points of damage. Whoa. This one connects. Also, I want to give Richie inspiration for um, just being a creepy... Creep? For creeping? For, for, for being a creepy creeper with all of his crazy spell casting. Because while I've probably seen a fair amount of spellcasting in my day, this is just like... I mean, it's the middle of the night. Yeah. It's in the dark. I see this dude, like, lighting these orcs up. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this creepy, inky blackness that I'm just catching out of the corners of my, my eyes. I might have giggled when that first one blew up. Might have happened. <laughs> might have happened a little bit. Yeah, so. All right, it's uh, Shevnik's turn. And uh, he is going to make two attacks. One into each orc with his greatsword. Okay. It's first orc four. Eleven points of damage. And he's gonna swing at another orc. And that's a hit as well. He does ten points of damage. Okay. Can I take a sidebar? Yeah. So that book I have, right? Mm -hmm. You said it was thick. But it's small. Yeah. Right? Like, perhaps it could be an arcane focus? Yeah, you could definitely use it as an arcane focus. Uh, maybe you I, could make maybe it, I found a way to attach you could a tether to, to it. You could choose to have it be your arcane focus. Okay. I will allow that. Absolutely. All right. You see what must be uh, the war chief. Because he announces himself. Mm-hmm. As he comes through the crowd and he sees Jodor and he goes, Garrosh will smash you! And Jodor goes, 
<laughs> That's the most syllables I've ever heard him say. <laughs> and he swings a jaw door, and he misses with his first swing. And he swings again, and he misses again. And Jawdor laughs some more at him. He's doing that thing where the guy's trying to hit him, but he's holding his hand on his head. <laughs> and at that point, he it's tough to make out what it is, but it's this massive yell. You see it in some way kind of invigorates the orcs yeah. around him. <laughs> the orcs uh, are now going to gain some advantage here. Not that they needed it. Okay, and this orc is going to swing back at Shevnik for swinging at him. Hits Shevnik and does four points. Shevnik is hanging in there nicely. All right, Kalik, your turn. Finally. Yeah. What would you like to do? Uh, the one that hit me. Mm-hmm. The second, not the third one. Okay. The second one. The first one missed. The second one who actually hit me and nicked me. I punch him directly into the stomach. Ouch. Okay. Uh, that's probably pretty good. Uh, 24. That's a hit. Um, and then we'll do in a second. And then I go for, I feel just this power within me explode a bit, and I go, Whaka! with a second one. Whoa. The key maneuver? Key maneuver? Yeah. For 16. That's a hit. And then I... Immediately headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> Crack! Uh, for 26. That's definitely a hit. Alright. Add those babies up. Four, eight, five, and eight. So 16. 21 damage. Whoa! <laughs> Alright, tell me, how do you kill him? Uh, as soon as I headbutt, my head just like concaves his face. <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> so the force of the chi was so powerful. Just, and now he has a concave skull. <laughs> nice, very nice. Okay. And I return to the battle stance. You see that Matrix style? It's like this. <laughs> nice. All right, nicely done. All right. Another orc going to attack Jador. Looks like they're trying to gain up on it. And they actually got a hit on it. Okay. And then another orc is going to attack him and misses. We're almost done to the bottom of the order. That's good. Alright. Another orc is going to attack you, Elbard, and hits you for five points. Okay. And are you, uh, you don't have a hellish rebuke because that's a spell. Um, I could do it, yeah. I have two yeah. spell slots. Up to you. Oh, uh, might as well. I don't know what to, what we'd save anything for. Thirteen points of damage. Thirteen points of damage. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. All right. Flames. How does this one die? Just consumed in flames. Skulls. Blackened. Yeah. Are they black flames? Um, they're, they're that sort of purplish. Purplish. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So I'm out of spell slot. And spell slots now, it's just... That's my magic trick. That's the cantrip, right there. Okay, another one is going to swing at Kallik. You have 17's your armor class? Yes. So that's a miss. This one has a passive perception of 10, so he doesn't see. He's not going to see Aspen. 
But he does see Shevnik, so he's going to swing at Shevnik. And he misses Shevnik. And last but not least, this guy here swings at Shevnik too. And misses as well. Alright. I'm glad they're having just as hard a time in the dark as everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. Back to you, Hailbard. Is there any way for me to, to get out of this engaged state? Yeah, you can disengage. That's an action. Disengage okay. takes your action, and they don't get an attack of opportunity. But okay. You also, don't get your action. Yeah, I will disengage and try to get to a tree and try to get half cover or something like that. Um, and then, but as a bonus action, um, I will creep that hex over to the war chief. Okay. Is he kind of in the? Is he weighted in and like making his? Yeah, way? he is right in front of Jador. Okay. He's trying. He's trying to trade blows. Yep. I'll do strength too. Okay, yeah. Alright, you disengage and try to find some cover. Mm -hmm. Alright. Uh, it's Jador's turn. So, you know, the chief picks this fight. <laughs> Jador's just like, man. I'm just going to smash you. And his first attack is a hit. And his second attack is a hit. Alright, he threw down 26 big ones on the chief. And the chief's still not dead? No, the chief's still not dead. But he is hurting. He is hurting badly. Okay, orc that's nearby is going to try and attack Jador. Misses. And another one is going to try and attack. Well, a lot of these orcs are, are swinging and missing. They're kind of in a frenzy, and they continue to just swing and uh, randomly things. Sometimes they're hitting each other. So far, they've missed all of you. And no one can spot Aspen. Yeah. Um, can I still have my turn? Yeah, your turn is now. Okay. Um, I would like to make an attack with my short bow on the war chief. An attack with your short bow on the war chief? Mm -hmm. And then what I would like to do is, because I get advantage on it because I'm hidden, mm -hmm. I would then like to move and make another hide check with my bonus action. Nice. Okay. That's my plan. All right. I like that plan. It's not going to do it. That's probably still not going to do it. What is it? Uh, that is a 14. 14? Mm-hmm. No, that's not a hit. Well, then I would like to make a hide check. Okay. That is a 12. You fire uh, some arrows in there, but because of the chaotic mess that is the, the, the melee. Yeah, I was just kind of like running between cover and firing a shot. An orc attacks Shevnik and, and succeeds in hitting him. And he takes uh, some damage here. How's he looking? Is he looking deep? He's wearing plate and swinging a great sword. He's okay. Okay. He's not bloody. In fact, it's his turn, and he is going to swing and see what he can do. He swings at one, and hits, and slices right through him. And then he swings at another one, and hits, and slices right through that one as well. Now it's the war chief's turn. He's going to try and uh, beat up a little bit more. But he rolls a one, on and falls on his butt. Mm -hmm. And his axe falls on top of him. Oh, he connects that time. I tried, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, he connected nicely. 
And he misses with his second one. He spent all his goods on the first one. Alright, Kalik, what are you going to do? There's still one in front of me? There's one nearby. Yep. I will run over to him, mm-hmm. but I do need to know what that distance would be. Ten feet. Okay, so I run over ten feet. I then give a nice gut punch again. <sighs> For sixteen. That's a hit. I'm doing... Seven points of damage. Ooh, nice. Okay. And then kind of bounce backwards. Okay. So I'm like, whoa, and then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> kind of bounce backwards. All right. Um, you see. <laughs> disengage. Oh, disengage. All right. Uh, using some more chi. And uh, then I take 30 feet off into some direction. You're like, I'm getting out of here, man. Yeah, All right. You're, you two are disengaging. Okay. So I think that leaves in the middle of the fight um, Shevnik and Jador. Mm-hmm. They're both NPCs, so we can speed this along. <laughs> we can still attack. Yeah, you can. Uh, but it'll be, it'll just go a little faster. It is, a, it is a crazy, frenzied mess. And you see orcs hoarded around the two. The only reason you can see them is because Shevnik is wearing plate armor. And so any kind of light anywhere is being reflected off of it, and it's easy to hear the axes hitting the plate, bang, bang, and him hitting some of the uh, you know the hide armor that they have. And then of course it's easy to find Jador because he's head and shoulders above everybody else, so it's easy to kind of spot them out of the crowd. And they seem to be uh, working hard at it, and it comes around to your turn. Um, I'm going to try and take a pop shot at that war chief. Okay. 18? 18? Yeah. And it's the war chief? Yeah. That's a hit. Light him up. Some Eldritch. 13 points of damage. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. He he felt that, for sure. It's Jador's turn. With everything that is going on, you notice that there is a fury that has kind of built up within him. <laughs> and he seems to be enraged. Uh-oh. He gives this sort of war cry himself that is definitely chilling to hear. And uh, he swings at the chief and hits. And And then he swings again at the chief and hits. And the chief is dead. You see the first hit, you see... the chief gets knocked this way, and just as he's kind of coming back around this way, you see Jador take them all up over and around, and you see the chief become half the height <laughs> that he once was. The spine crumbles. comes out of his back. This crumples the spine. Some more of the battle raging, swinging, people swinging at Shevnik. Shevnik oh, they don't scatter? No, no, they're swinging and fighting. Uh, Aspen, your turn. I am going to just try and shoot whoever I can shoot. I'm just shooting into a mob and trying to hit bad guys. Yeah. So, that's a 16. That's a hit. Good. Another one wasn't as good. So that's seven points of damage. Okay. And then I'm going to make another hide check, which I did for a 20. Good job. Where'd that arrow come? (laughs) The bushes. The bushes have arrows. Okay. 
And the battle rages on, and uh, Shevnik is going to uh, attack some orcs as well. And he hits. Nicely done. Bravo. Way to go, Shevnik. His great sword. That great sword's probably bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. They... It's like four feet long. Yeah. In his first hit, he slices through another orc. And uh, he swings again and gets a critical hit. Nice. First critical of the game. Of course it's not nice. Nicely done for that critical hit. And he slices through another orc right out of the gate. Dead. All right, Kalik, your turn. I Both my hands go to my sides, and then they go like that. Okay. Very snappy. All right. And then I'll shoot two darts. Woo! And the closest. Very critical. Ooh, you got a critical? Yeah. Love it. Um, the other one is 24. So those are two hits. So nine for the critical. Nice. And then six. 15 total? Yes. Tell me, how do you kill this orc? Just punch it to death? No, no this one, these were darts. First he, punch, well, he punched and headbutted one to death, and he punched and headbutted another one to death. Now these are darts for one. What ended up happening was the first dart went through the left eye socket. <laughs> oh. It just had, like, got logged within the brain. Oh. And then the other one went right between the eyes. Dang, that is, that is some precision dart throwing there. Do not go to a pub with this guy. <laughs> Bravo, good job. You and me in a pub could totally clean up. Right? <laughs> Hustling. I could hex their, um, their, like, dex checks for doing the, <laughs> or their perception check for, for perceiving it. Great con. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's great adventuring thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go make some money. <laughs> when they realize that the chief has been made into jam, they begin to scatter. And they begin taking off in all directions. Some of them are uh, running east along the road. Some of them are running west along the road. Some of them have run back down in the river and crossed, making off into you know various southeast and southwest directions. You're noticing that they're all avoiding running back into the forest. And that brings combat to an end. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you would like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at heroesnotincluded.com. If you're listening on iTunes and you enjoy the show, don't forget to leave a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. As a patron, not only will you be helping keep the lights on, you will gain access to patron-only content, including a special patron-only Star Wars podcast. Visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next week, be the hero.